But why do I need a mask? What I need is a flux capacitor, and then I can return to a less hostile moment in the space-time continuum. Yeah. You'll have to talk to one of our tech people about the capacitors. Of course, it needs to be from an approved vendor. Did you get the memo? I'm just not sure time travel is included in our standards and practices for approved employee vacation activities, okay? Now, BJ has a wonderful mask. It looks very natural. I'm not wearing a mask. Why do you keep looking at me every time he says, BJ, did you misplace your bear? Well, you're a lady-ish, right? Funny-looking lady. Even with the big eyes. And the only lady in the room, so, uh... You idiot! I'm not a lady. I'm an ill-tempered chihuahua. Oh, well, I think we'll need to pray about that. And ask your father. Shut up, man! The Mark Roman Empire. Also, a podcast. This week's episode... Lori Burke. It's showtime. Episode 42, dated the 12th of August, 2020. Even though I am recording this on the 13th, and you may not hear it until the 14th. Because my sound guru, Ollie, is back in England at the moment. I'm not blaming Ollie. Just saying there might be a little delay due to, I don't know, Brexit or different time zones or me or the fact I drank coffee instead of tea this morning. Look, I'm just one six-foot-tall white dude slumming it here in the colonies. I mean, I'm no Prince Harry. Prince-ish? Hey, isn't he my neighbor now? Joe Rogan is leaving for Texas at the end of the month, apparently. You do the math. Look, I'm happy to stay. California for life, baby! So, Megan, Harry, if you ever get lonely and need a buddy to Captain Jack Sparrow up and salt your koi pond with imported tea, (laughs) although, yeah, we may have to wait for Johnny. Is he still in London? Tel Aviv? Johnny, he's so elusive. Oh, By the way, (laughs) I am the Mark Roman. I am mentally ill. How can I help? Wow. I put the pod on pause for a few weeks, and all kinds of human activity happens, right? It's almost like the world keeps on going without me. But then every empire has to deal with this. Am I right, Harry? Taylor Swift has a new album out. Yeah, you know what? I jumped on the Taylor bandwagon, I don't know, a year ago? Maybe with her last album, just before her last album. And she started getting more political. Yeah, you go, Taylor. And now she just, it's like she she knew exactly what we needed right now with all the chaos, the pandemic, the, the political idiocy, the corporate idiocy, the human idiocy. All that, and it's kind of like Taylor provided a tonic for us in these troubled times, you know, or maybe a, 
a moment of zen near a waterfall, as imagined by Frodo while dropping acid with the ghost of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, listen to Cardigan on repeat just again last night. Good stuff. Way to go, Taylor. Thank you. That's she's she's being a citizen. Good citizen. Appreciate that, Taylor. Thank you, Mucho. Speaking of good citizen, congratulations, Kamala. Yes, my senator here in the great state of California. She uh, is the first black Asian woman Veep candidate for a major party. Now, Indian is cool, but that's just so you know, from India. Yeah, not Native American. If I was Native American, I might be a little bit, I don't know. I'd be kind of like, hey, where's my representation? Fair question. Is it bad that she's a cop? I mean, Vic Mackey was a different kind of cop. How'd that work out? You know, maybe Kamala isn't the cop we want. Maybe she's the cop we need. I guess we'll see, right? All I can say is the Kamala versus Mike debate is going to be some must-see TV. Oh, can't wait. Fortnite versus Apple? Wow. I guess I'm the weird one who's a little more worried about China versus Apple Daily and Jimmy Lai. Free Fortnite? Yeah, that's the number two trending on Twitter at the moment as I record this. Hey, how about Free Hong Kong? Oh, what? Oh, you can't find that button on your controller? Yeah, of course you can't. You know, as an expelled student editor who was put on uh, the United States of America subversives list, yeah, we got one of those, my heart definitely goes out to Jimmy Lai. Hang in there, brother. Try not to be hanged, seriously. And rest in peace, the free Hong Kong we used to know. COVID keeps plowing through human lives with reckless viral abandon. Yeah, viruses will do that. Yeah, they don't really, they don't care about what you're voting for, what your politics are, you know, whether you uh, uh, look into science and dig it or not. Uh, Viruses could give a shit. They just do their thing and motor on. And, you know, if you're in the way. (laughs) But the important thing to take away from all this is that the health of you and your college-age children is not important. you got to keep the tuition dollars flowing to the universities. That's right. I mean, our graduates need tens of thousands, if not six figures, of debt. Otherwise, what is their incentive to work and contribute to the economy, okay? I mean, everyone's just going to sit at home unless, like, you know, you beat them with some, you know, throw some, you know, worries and guillotine of troubles above their necks. That's the only way people are going to work. I mean, you know that, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, stage, screen, and voice actor Lori Burke is on the pod today. Oh, yeah. The original voice of Google Voice herself. Now, we met on set. On some production, I don't remember which. I think we talk about it in the interview. In San Francisco. Yeah. On the day 
in the city by the bay. Now we are both down here in LA, Los Angeles in SoCal, which we both grew up to hate because that's like a north south thing here in California. I don't, I still don't get it. But we did the interview, uh, Lori and I did social distancing as we do uh, over the internets. Uh, so we both could have been, you know, really anywhere, frankly. More about Lori in a minute. Uh, yeah, so I took another hiatus for a couple of weeks. Maybe was it three? I don't know. Um, I'm, uh, and I did this interview with Lori about, I don't know, maybe it's been a month, over a month, month and a half now. So um, I got nothing left in the can. Got to do some more interviews. But. I'm in restructuring here. As you guys know, all my acting and busking income uh, evaporated completely with the onset of the pandemic. So I've been scrambling to kind of readjust the empire as it were. So we got some other sectors of the empire to build out and I need some time to kind of focus on that. They're all looking very promising. So it's all good stuff, but that means uh, I can't do the podcast every week uh, through the rest of August, possibly bleeding into no, uh, December. Sorry, September. Jesus, on a cracker. Who's on first? Okay. Uh, so it's going to be less art, more capitalism and commerce. I know that evil stuff, but hey, I, 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 I got to build my empire. All right. And maybe I can learn how to use a microphone. Yeah, about that. Uh, I kind of need to erase the habit of compensating for the uh, crappy audio software uh, by getting a little too close to the mic, which you probably hear in the uh, the last few um, uh, cold opens, last few episodes. So my apologies, a thousand pardons, Lo Siento and whatnot. Um, I, I'm working on it. I've uh, been trying to do a lot of things this entire year, even before the... Uh, the onset of the pandemic. So I'm working on it, guys. Thank you for your patience and ladies uh, who tend to be more patient sometimes. Can I do that? How sexist of you. Um, this is a great time going into the next few weeks where you have no new podcast from me to catch up on past episodes. Yeah, on SoundCloud which is kind of where we camp out. Most people seem to listen to it. Or if you listen like on Apple, that, that comes from the SoundCloud feed. Some of the other platforms sucks up from the SoundCloud feed. One of these days we'll be on Spotify. I know that's maybe we'll, we'll get prepared for that when we come back in September. But uh, on the SoundCloud, since the beginning of this podcast, we've got in the number one slot most listened to uh, Jason Thompson, that was episode 14. Just saw Jason the other day, too. Um, and he's climbed up there. He was not in the top spot. Now he is. Uh, and he just took the top spot from uh, Ashley Mary Nunez, which was our very first episode of the podcast. Um, she used to be number one slot. Now she's the number two most listened to. And, well, you know what? Fair is fair because she stole the top spot when she had it, from Elliot Branch, episode number 21, who's now up, uh, in the third uh, most listened to spot, followed nipping on the heels, Kurt Tossi. He's been super uh, uh, popular on 
on YouTube, uh, which figures because he's that big YouTube star. But he's climbing in the ranks on the SoundCloud. Uh, as far as you, dear listeners out there, you have him at spot number four, and he might he might get higher soon. Who knows? Um, and then in the fifth spot, most listened to Tide. And they had been for a while. My comedian buddies, Sammy Obeyed, episode five, and Corey Showtime Robinson, episode number two. So, you know, you don't have to listen to those top five. You can listen to other episodes, but uh, just giving you some ideas, stuff to do, okay? Hey, mental health is not an awareness thing for one month out of the year. You're like, yeah, you're telling me, Mark? I get it. Look, I struggle with PTSDs depression, and I have a history of suicide ideation. And right now, I don't have to tell you, but there's a lot of stuff messing with our heads. It's like coming from every direction. It just doesn't stop. Now, whatever's messing with your head, just know you're not alone. And help is always available. You can get immediate support 24-7. Reach out to the crisis text line by texting C's, that's S-E-I-Z-E, to 741-741, or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. It's free, and everything you tell them is confidential, unless it's essential to contact emergency services to keep you or your friend or friends safe. Now, there are other resources that might be more specific and helpful to you. Uh, I'm sharing what's worked for me in my experience as a six-foot-tall white dude, okay? Uh, And on my phone, I don't have to press one. I just jump in, 800-273-8255. Maybe you're listening from a landline, you know? It happens. Uh, Whether it's COVID-19, money stress, sexual harassment, racism, fascism, totalitarianism, other isms, or something else, it's okay to ask for help. We're under a lot of stress here, folks. Someone wants to listen. Call 1-800-273-8255. Or don't dial the one. Just do the 800-273-8255, whichever works for you. Thanks to all our listeners across the globe. I see you, Farmington, Minnesota. Is that my Aunt Ellen? Thanks, Aunt Ellen. San Jose, California. I see you, Silicon Valley. Oak Grove, Kentucky. Is that near where Taylor lives? Is she here? Is she in London? I don't know. Dublin, Ireland. I see Mount Dora, Florida. Talk about a flash from the past. I actually know where Mount Dora is. I've been to Mount Dora. That's the middle of Florida. Let's like due, due west of um, where Disney World is, that town. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, I sold textbooks door to door in Mount Dora and some surrounding communities there once. Yeah, I thought that was the best way to spend my college year in summer, my first one. Well, why not? What could go wrong? And you wonder why I messed up and feel the need to build an empire. Anyway, back to our global listeners. Thank you for all of you who are listening from Wallington in the UK. Uh, not to be outdone, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. If not, merci beaucoup. Uh, Vitro, France? 
if, if I look at it like a American who don't need to wear a damn mask, I'd probably say the trolleys. But I strongly sense because France is wonderful in using extraneous letters of the alphabet, but then having a really good aesthetic reason for doing so. And let's be honest, the French can take us to school on some stuff in that regard. So, you know, I'll grant you the extra unnecessary, uh, you know, artistic uh, garden of uh, vowels and consonants that seem unnecessary. Uh, And especially from Vitrol. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because you are in the south of France. Yeah, I looked it up on Google Maps. I did that. They're literally on the coast of the Mediterranean. So I hope that you are looking at the Mediterranean, looking at Bond villain yachts. Imagine yourself being on one or about to go on one yourself as you listen to this podcast. I like to think that that's what you were doing. So thanks for listening from a really fun part of France. Uh, and also thanks for listening from Downers Grove, Illinois too, you know, you can listen to the podcast on many platforms. Don't forget to rate and review us on the one you're using for all your listening choices though. Go to markromanempire.com and click listen. Got questions? I got answers. And they may not be good answers, but that never stopped Dr. Phil, did it? No questions this week. Uh, what is it, guys? You can you can ask me. Email your questions to me at romanpodmail at gmail.com. And maybe I'll answer them in the podcast in September. Romanpodmail at gmail.com. I said September there, right? Jesus, I'm like turning into Joe Biden here, losing my mind. Good thing Kamala showed up. Seriously. <laughs> If you like more podcasts, support it. Speaking of support, instead of pleasing advertisers, I'm like Sammy. Hey, gotta be me. So if you dig what I do, there's a few ways to support me, okay? Uh, I got a tip jar. Yeah, your Venmo, Cash App, or even PayPal makes a big difference. MarkRomanEmpire.com. Click tip jar on SoundCloud. There's a link to my Venmo there as well. Is it the Venmo? I think it's actually to the Cameo. No, not Cameo. The Patreon. I got so many things. Just look for the blue support Mark Roman Empire button on SoundCloud. I'm pretty sure it's going to the Patreon. So, you know, sort it out. Speaking of Cameo, yeah, that's where you can find my lieutenant. That's like the only place you can find my lieutenant Frank these days. Seven years ago, my Lieutenant Frank took a page from Reno 911. Oh, by the way, happy 50th birthday, Thomas Lennon. Sir Tom, that's right, he just turned 50. It happens. Tell me how it went, Tom, because I'm nipping on your heels there. Anyway, my Lieutenant Frank seven years ago took a page from Reno 911, added a Barbie walkie and rainbow tactical leg warmers, and started walking tall in his own way. Now you can put words in Lieutenant Frank's mouth. Lieutenant Frank has done 43 personalized short videos on the celebrity shout-out platform Cameo. How Lieutenant Frank roast your friends? Surprise that person, you know, the one for whom you can never find just the right gift because he's like always, you know, sending you TikToks from that 
Bon villain yacht in the Mediterranean just off the coast of southern France, right? <laughs> you know, maybe deliver a unique happy birthday message. Labor Day is coming. Celebrated social distancing style. Your way or whatever. Have some fun. It's a fun and safe way to make someone smile. Smiles and laughter. <laughs> Who can use more of that now? Was that was that like a happy laughter? Or was that like evil villain laughter? Like I can't tell. You, you 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 tell me if it was like the bad one, right? Anyway, it's only ten dollars for a cameo from Lieutenant Frank. So hurry and get a few cameos from Lieutenant Frank before the price increases. Cameo.com backslash Vegas nine zero two one zero. Is that like the Tory spell? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Tory spelling vehicle. Thanks for asking. Here it's here. I coined the word. And it's my cause. Are you a hero tier? We've been helping house Venka and Will since December 2019. We've been helping creatives since St. Patrick's Eve 2020. Venka and Will do now have a home but we want to help them keep it. Uh, they do need help uh, as they are using food banks. Uh, they need cash for gas, medicines, hospital bills, uh, and desperately needed car repairs. And uh, what? Oh, yes, the rent. Now that they have rent, they need to make that payment too. It's one thing to get moved in. It's another thing to be able to, I don't have to tell you, especially during the pandemic. Now. So here a tier will continue help them keep their new home and recover from all of their traumas. Avenka will tell us when she's back on her feet. When she is, there are certainly quite a few new people here in LA who need a home. Pure tears and homelessness, one human at a time. And only Hero Tears can win cool prizes in the weekly Cards for Hero Tears game on our YouTube channel, Mark Roman Empire on YouTube. Uh, we did play Cards for Your Tears 19. Yeah, last one as a teenager. This past Monday, uh, Hero Tier Alice Coe won a Lieutenant Frank shout-out video. You can hear my interview with Alice on episode 13 back in, I think it was 2018. The next Cards for Hero Tears prize is a surprise prize. And we'll tease the next episode of the podcast. Watch Cards for Hero Tears number 20. On a Monday sometime in September, Mark Roman Empire on YouTube. Follow Hero Cheer on Instagram at Hero Cheer Graham. Yeah, I know, really original. Someone snaked the Hero Cheer on the Instagram and they're just sitting on it. Like it's a, a muffin or a mushroom or whatever, you know. Um, an end table. Stop sitting on the end table. Anyway, we need 3000 to ensure housing security for Vanka, Will, and their puppy, Andy. 3000 Hero Tears. We've found 51 Hero Tears since December. Who's next? Leave no human outside. Whether you need help or can offer help or are just curious, visit HeroTear.org to discover more. So, Lori Burke, we had some audio issues in the first uh, attempt to do the interview, um, which we did a full interview, but audio wasn't that great. So it's kind of a trial run. 
A few weeks later, we tried again, and it worked out much better. And that's the one that you're going to hear in a few moments on this podcast. Now, Lori, unlike me, she comes from a family of artists, performing artists. Uh, The Partridge family meets This Is Spinal Tap is how her bio frames it. Uh, We discuss, and uh, I let my jealousy flag fly high. She is a prolific working artist, uh, from the stage to commercial, uh, singing, uh, voiceover acting, uh, on the screen as well, and hosting, and oh, I should turn my phone off. Oh, sorry guys. It's, it's early days in the empire. Have I mentioned that to you? <laughs> and have I mentioned uh, in specific detail what kind of prolific working artist Lori Burke is? Let me do that for you briefly. Kind of set, set the table here so you know what you're in for with the interview. Uh, on stage, Lori played Amy in Stephen Sondheim's musical company. She played Gal in the touring production of Just for Laughs. And she played Claudia Rowe in Lucy Preble's Enron. As far as commercial work, she's done it for a ton of Fortune 500 household names you've heard of, like Volkswagen, Walmart, Nokia, and Wells Fargo. As far as singing, she's fronted many different bands of different genres, and she also uh, regularly performs uh, her singing in musicals, films, jingles, and voiceover projects. Speaking of which, she is the original voice of Google Voice. That's right. She's also uh, lent her voice to the Emmys and also commercials for such firms as Cisco, LinkedIn, Kaiser Permanente, 24 Fitness, and TV.com, to name a handful. On the screen, she's known for uh, her role as Jessica in the production Redwoods. Uh, Linda King, she played in Mr. Invincible. And she plays uh, Sheriff Laura Stevens in the Rosario Dawson-based web series, The North Pole. And this is the reason that I finally watched the full first season of Chance with Hugh Laurie on Hulu. Um, Just got into the second, first or second episode of the second season. I got to be honest, so far, it's like I'm I'm getting pulled into other stuff. Uh, That first season of Chance is a and uh, Lori, early in the season, uh, one of the first few episodes, she plays lawyer Alice Kay, uh, literally grilling Hugh Lori on the witness stand. It's, a, it's a, an impressive uh, spectacle of acting in only the best possible way, to use the word spectacle. I enjoyed it. And Lori is also the on-air TV and web host for Common Sense Media for, wow, nearly a decade, really. So, uh, you feel like chatting with Lori Burke? Let's do it. Did you like the cold open with Beetlejuice and Ren arguing? Who doesn't like these cold opens? Well, my patrons got to listen to it early. It's one of the perks for my Patreon patrons. That's right. Mark Roman Empire is on Patreon now. The citizen patron level is only $5 a month. Less than the cost of that mask you bought, but don't wear. And citizen patrons pay it only once a month. Other levels coming soon. I'm getting to it, all right? Like I said, we're building out other uh, sectors of the empire. We'll get to this one in in, uh, due course. Learn more 
at patreon.com backslash Mark Roman Empire. Lori. Mark. We're finally, we're finally doing it. I know. <laughs> we've overcome all of our, our technical difficulties. So for those yes. listening, uh, Lori and I attempted this interview several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both had technical issues. And now, now we finally come to... I mean, the build-up. Uh, the build-up is the huge. Summit. Yeah. Can uh, you stand uh, it? Te- techno- technological... Uh, achievement. <laughs> exactly. They should make awards for this kind of stuff. In, in a civilization where brushing one's teeth and taking a shower within the same 24-hour period is a is an accomplishment. Can. And, and highly <laughs> unlikely in this in this time in our in our history. Yeah. Right? Can two performers <laughs> in Los Angeles manage <laughs> to connect over the internet? <laughs> so to make true. more silly content yes. for our yes. fans. So true. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Cool. Hey, nice to see you. Let's, let's st- it's great to see. We're looking at each other um, just to let everyone know, because I used to do in-person interviews at the Musicians Institute here in Hollywood, just a few <laughs> blocks away from my domicile. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, before the pandemic, I brought the podcast the podcast, which is like a podcast. So sure. I brought the podcast back and then the pandemic happened. So what we're doing now, where we're recording the audio on Zencaster and then we can actually see each other through, you know, Facebook Messenger. It's been working pretty well. Gotten some cool guests on and and you you're a cool guest. You're like a, ah. a not only an acting but like a voicemail voicemail. Jesus Christ <laughs> on a pop. That's okay. I do those. A voice over <laughs> champ. In fact, you you teach classes. Don't a lot. You? Uh, yeah, over. actually, yeah. Currently, I've been doing, and thank you for that. I, should I say that now I'm a returning guest since we tried this before? With that, Mark, um, returning. Technically, no, because you know, a guest officially, I think in the in the empire here. I forgot to wear. I forgot to wear my. Uh, my nice. laurel leaf. Actually, I only wear that for the Imperial Happy Hour that I do uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, five thirty PM Hollywood time. <laughs> Love it. Usually on Facebook, uh, or I'm yeah, Facebook. But we'll probably be moving that over to Zoom at some point soon. Yeah, well, I only but, ask um, in case you get the five timers jacket, like SNL. So yeah, I just wanted you know, to know if this last one would have like counted for me. So this would be number two. As soon as I book Marty Short okay. on the podcast, I will definitely. Have, you know, I'm yeah. forming a Senate, so uh, Good. we might, we might, they can do a committee or something. I don't know. I, okay. I just wander over to the Senate every so often, sure. twizzle my sword, hear their complaints, you know, do what you my burdens do. as an emperor, you know what I mean? <laughs> do what you got to do. But well, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Is that My note here is uh, I was going to reference a recent event, mm-hmm. um, and this is how far back I do you remember the Fisherman's Wharf fire a few weeks back or a month or two back? Not since I've been in Los Angeles. That's right. I keep forgetting you're down here. Already. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah how since long have September. you been down here? I've been here since September. I lived here 15, okay. minutes, uh, 15 years ago as well. Uh, or 20, oh, okay. 15, between 15 and 20. I don't know why, but there's like a big span of five years that I'm just like, is it 15? Is it 20? I don't know. So anyway, 
Let's use that range. Who cares? Mine was two in Vegas. I understand. You understand. Yeah. I also lived in Las Vegas. I don't even remember that, that whole, I, that could have been a decade for all I know. I have no idea. Or it could have been an hour. I don't know. Right. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but so I lived out here before that, um, when I was a a flight attendant after college and then I got into working in the record industry and then I ran a couple of restaurants and, you know, I've, I've done a million things, but anyway, but, um, I moved back here in September and, uh, and I love it. I really love it. It's, it's been great. great. Well, and now, I mean, it's, of course, <laughs> of course, when I started really being here, cause I kept going back and forth to San Francisco for work yeah. and family stuff, um, is when this happened, but that's fine. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's this beautiful being here. The pandemic, of course. This being the pandemic. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, you know, it's, it's so lovely outside and I'm a, I always right. like to, anytime I go anywhere, I always like to be outside. I'm like an outdoorsy kind of girl camping and stuff. Oh, no, so. Like I, I woke up this morning and I like, I had some things to do, but I was like looking forward to this interview. But right after this, the second most important thing of my day today, I'm going to, I'm going to get the hell out of the house and I'm going to go hike Runyon. I'm going to wear my mask, not, not primarily because of COVID, but primarily because of all of the amateur fireworks launchers. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> from That's over the hard. weekend, that residual nice smoggy haze is right. just hanging right. there. So I know. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot. That was a but lot. Yeah, it is beautiful outside. Now, um, but we met actually not down here, we met up in San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was um, maybe as long as 10 years ago. Could be I, I, uh, again probably, with the time, I, 100 yeah. years, who knows? Yeah, it was a long time. I was doing background acting. Um, I don't, I wasn't even a member of the union. Mm-hmm. You're SAG after, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, so Sorry. now we're both SAG after, but at the time I was non union, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe I feel like it was one of those Japanese cop procedural slash reality show type things like I almost got away with it maybe or something like that. Yeah. Not Japanese, but like, yeah, I think it was either. I almost got away with it or wives with knives. I was a wife with a knife on one of them where you, you would have known. I mean, I was always like either covered in blood or <laughs> fake blood. Uh, I mean, of course, or, or something. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Were we on treasure Island? I don't know. That would have been one of those. I was also on almost got away with it. I would play a detective. I f- I'm, I'm having a flash memory right now. I feel like it was on Treasure Island. Okay. And you were in a bathrobe holding a coffee mug and you just like opened the door. It was like one of the uh, barracks because that used to be a military base. Who doesn't do that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know, those shows, I feel like those shows are like the crime shows of here are that. Like every single yeah. actor right. has done those. And uh, Indigo Films is what... Uh, Oh, right. I pretty right. sold those, and it was for the uh, Discover ID channel. And my mom kept telling me, Oh, I, you know, I love watching that. And my mom, this, like, you know, she's like a peanut. She's like five feet tall. She's just beautiful, <laughs> wonderful musician, like da 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 da, just full of like, you know, light. Oh, what she, kind of musician? Oh, she's a, she's a professional um, pianist. That's how I grew up. She was always playing piano, and that's what gotcha. we put on our, on our table. Very but she good. was also in a folk group. Um, on RCA records years ago, that was called the villagers and she's just a genius, but anyway, always very happy. And, um, she said she listens to that like day and night. She would have those shows on all of these horrible, horrible, like recounting of stories. And I was like, how, 
how? And then I said, <laughs> and then, you know, it came up like an audition for it. And I thought, oh my God, I got to do this. So that just so my mom will watch me, right, <laughs> you know? right. my mom will see me in something. So um, well, that was it, really exciting for her. Yeah. Apparently humanity has an appetite for that because here we are on a podcast and what consistently seems to be the most popular podcast and has kind of driven like the podcast boom mm -hmm. has been these like true crime, you know, uh, podcast serials. Yeah. And some of which have actually like literally like led to solving unsolved cases. Sure. Like, I think wasn't the, uh, was it the golden state killer? Wasn't he found? through? I've got to confess something right here and right now because I'm an actress. <laughs> um, and, but I did, I do think this is really important to note that any creative people, we have such thin skin. It like gets yeah. in. And I am like, I've always been like that since a little kid. I mean, I'll see something and for days, like I, I won't sleep or, you know, I'll have nightmares. Oh, yeah. It really sticks. So I don't watch any of those. And even once oh, I've been wow. in, I mean, which, why would I watch yeah. it once I've been in? But I support yeah. them. I support everybody that's in them. I just, sure, sure. I just Create. can't. It's the same thing with not watching news and not, you know, getting your information in other ways because right. I just know what's right for me and that destroys me. But being in it and acting in them are amazingly fun. Right? You know, yeah. Right. So you get to play it, all sorts of people. I think people lose sight of that. The, the difference between, because when, when you're, you know, a consumer of television and film, you know, you just, you see this finished product on screen and it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, a couple hours, whatever. And it, it draws you into this world or this universe. Mm -hmm. And if it does its job well, like you're, you're there, you're in this imaginary place, enjoying it. And what you don't see watching that, that you and I know from actually being on sets is like, you know, that five minutes you just saw, that was an entire day in three oh, different honestly. locations. Yeah. And oh, please. Yeah, I it's, know. It's I, yeah. Like, there's a big, big, huge difference. There's a big, now, big got, difference. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you, you never see the behind the guy. I remember one of the uh, Wives of Knives ones, that, yeah. the one that I allegedly, you know, stabbed the crap out of him, which... I don't know if I, I can like say it. allegedly she went to jail. So apparently she did it. Um, and, you know, little maybe off center in her mentality. And anyway, and yeah, so um, yeah. the guy that I was supposedly married to was this huge, like double my size. You know, I'm not that tall in stature. A right. huge guy that when he was on the knee, on his knee proposing to mm -hmm. me in this, he was the same size as me. Let's put it that way, gotcha. standing. So and gotcha. tattoos everywhere. Wow. Anyway, so we had like these scenes where I attacked him and then, yeah. and then the one that he attacked me, right, with knives. Okay, all day long, just like both of us. It was very, very physical. And the next day, he's covered in bruises. I'm fine. And he's covered in bruises. And I was like, who would have saw this coming? Like, I, And I'm sorry. But who would have thought that would happen? Anyway, but yeah. like, go on. So you never right. see that when it, when it makes sense. Now we're both unions. So if you were to do this now, like you'd have stunt uh, performers that would, you know, or if you did it, yeah. you'd be compensated and protected as a stunt performer. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, I just think it would be a different, yeah, it'd be a different ball game. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, you know, we did a lot of things. I mean, I've done, I, I look back, I mean, I've done thousands of voiceovers, thousands, and um, hundreds of projects on camera, too. So I, sure, sure. I, I mean, I have to be 175 years old. Again, it's a good thing I don't keep track of time. <laughs> um, but I think I am that old. So, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, so that's what you asked me before the voiceover stuff and that's that's another thing that's just like i don't know when i did what i did luckily the voice well, lives on 
right? Oh, I want to dive a little deeper into your voiceover stuff here in a little bit, but uh, I know we got some mutual friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Scott McCracken, he was on episode 18 of the podcast, uh, or maybe it was eight. I think it was eight. And Adrian Bustamante, who was on episode seven. Uh, I, I love Adrian. Yeah. Raul, Adrian, yeah, I call cool. both. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> He's great. He is just great. He's like a, when I was moving here this time, I called him up and I said, you know, I love, cause I remember right before he moved, we were on a commercial together, some union right. commercial together. And uh, he was like, I'm moving. And I was like, yeah, I'm still working. You know, I was working a lot and, and uh, knock on wood, I was very lucky in San Francisco. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I used to live there. He's like, I'm going. And so he went and he's just done so well and he's so gracious yeah. about it and normal. And he was the only one. And I did meet, you know, some of my friends that are out here cause they're like, yeah. why weren't you out here 10 years ago? You know, which is a whole other story. <laughs> but, right? but I, Seriously. I met him. I said, can I take you to coffee? And you know, would you mind? I'm just a little bit. He goes, Lori, let me tell you something. When I moved here, I didn't have any, you know, like you've done. So he just was a very supportive guy. He's like, and so gracious. And he said, it's just like San really Francisco. Is. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, don't let anything, I started my career here. So, you know, in, right. in LA, but you know, he was like, don't let anybody tell you anything different. It's, you know, it's, it's all the same. Just do your work like you've always done. And, and right. you let me know if you need any help. And he's just so nice. Yeah. I love him. He's great. He's a anyway, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it, it's funny because, the, um, there's, there's so much visibility, but there's also so much hype around, Los Angeles and Hollywood, but when you're in the industry, it's really, it's pretty simple and straightforward. It's like, you know, there's talent, but there's also a hell of a lot of luck and just opportunity that you come across, which, you know, gets into having good relationships and wide relationships. But then it's just, it's really just, it's a lot of work. And it's just a matter of like having, you know, a plan and just, you know, work in that plan and you know it's trite and silly as it might sound it's like you just you keep you keep doing your thing and you know over time things you're ready and things pop into your lap you know i just think you keep you know it matters what you want everybody has different goals yeah i always just i love being on set i love doing voiceover i love coaching now i've been coaching you know for a long time i've been coaching but i mean uh, sharing things creating things i you know i don't even to my detriment, probably, I don't really focus as much on the strategy of like, you know, being, <laughs> being this thing, whatever that is, that thing. I just love, I'm so grateful to be able to work. And I've always been like that in San Francisco, just working. And so, and if everything else comes and you develop relationships by working with people that you like and doing things right. like that, so that everything's hopefully, you know, very organic and like, you know, authentic. You don't have to sit there and strategize. I know a lot of people that do that, you know, and, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like a San, I'm a native San Franciscan. I'm like this hippie, you know. I'm just like a native, like whatever. Yeah, you, grew up, in, you, you know? grew up in San Francisco. Yeah, um, exactly. I grew up in a small town in Northern California. So, like, wh- what's that like growing up in San Francisco? Because I have like this romantic, idealized vision of that. You know. Yeah. Is well. That- yeah. Well, my whole family. Again, my family are all professional musicians and um, actors. So, like. It's Great. Amazing. It's amazing. So I grew up a little bit different probably than most, you know, to where my parents had a little um, singing group. If you ever saw Mighty Wind, uh, if you like yes. that whole, that's okay. That's the yes. kind of group that they had. Uh, it was called. Um, um, awesome. Yeah. So uh, anyway, and uh, the now company singers and they did things that like Great America and they did things that like, you know, 
the independent <laughs> or like whatever hall, you know, the different concert venues. Right, right. Um, Great America is an amusement park for those who don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I said that. But also they did things yeah. like the Great American Music Hall and things, you know, like for events. Okay. And so right. anyway, um, but San Francisco, the, the thing about it is it's so, in, what I loved is that it's so incredibly diverse. And my family, again, being yeah. musicians, we had a very, very like, so many different characters, so many different people. I loved it. I love San Francisco. I'm so proud to be from there. And then we went at seven. Um, I, my parents got divorced. So that was a whole other thing. I, we went, mm. I lived all over the Bay area. Um, and then I came back to San Francisco. Then after college, graduated broadcast communications, uh, San Francisco state. And after college, okay. I became a flight attendant for many years, international for a charter company. So I went around the world for about seven what, years. Uh, drew you to, uh, what drew you to airlines and being a flight attendant? I went with a friend. The- you know, I wanted to travel. I was always, wor- yeah. I've always been working like five jobs at a time since I was like 14, 15. So I was like, you know, <laughs> which is great. But I was like, you know. Yeah, life school to learn, like, you know, have a collection of gigs you're working at all times. Yeah, just right? keep working. Um, and this is like yeah. before I was even in, you know, anyway. So I, I just went with a friend and I always yeah. wanted to travel. And I, you know, 22, nice. just 22, 22 right? yeah, 22, 23. And then I just went all over the world and I was lucky enough because it was charter. So a lot of military, a lot of military flights, a lot of uh, oh, wow, okay. huge, huge thing with the military. So um, Italy, Ireland, Egypt, you know, you name it. Yeah. So, very fun. Did you ever have to sign any agreements, not disclosure or anything? Like, was there any, ever any passengers where you're like, I don't think they're official military. They might be like no. spooks or CIA. No. Or, uh, I mean, I'll tell you though. I mean, they, yeah, they, I'll tell you, (laughs) I just told this story because I was talking about, you know, the importance of, you know, you know, I was a host for common sense media on air too. And that is a great, great company, um, that, uh, helps parents a little bit about that company. Yeah. They, they help parents navigate through social media and how to, um, you know, what movie reviews Uh, I would do movie reviews and stuff. I would read the teleprompter. So I was like a broadcaster for that. And, uh, what, if their kids are watching things, how they can have a good conversation with their kids about certain things, you know, that are in the movie. So it's non-biased, not telling you what to read, but like I did one on Wonder Woman, let's say, right. This last right, right. Woman. And so, um, and it was, it's just a great company, but anyway, because of that, you know, and because my degree in broadcast communications, my interest in the field, I was sa- telling people, stop just listening to the news. I mean, uh, no, I mean, everything is biased. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just do that. Do Uh, your own homework. And so I said, as, as an example, I remember flying to Egypt when I was a flight attendant and they had said, oh, we're not bringing any more troops over there. And here I am on a plane bringing the troops over to Egypt. (laughs) Yeah. And like followed by F-15s, you know, on either side of us because it was secret or over the Indian Ocean or whatever. So, you know, and that was reported on, you know, whatever network it was CNN or whatever it was at the time. And so, you know, it's really important to know that that's not always the case. And then there's good reason why we wouldn't always want people to know everything. Sometimes there's good reason. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I got to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) Understood. Understood. Very cool. So, uh, your training Mm -hmm. for what you do now as an artist, um, it sounds like it started at a very early age because you're growing up in this musician family. So like, um, I guess it just, that was your environment and you just took to it, huh? 
Uh, yeah, no. I mean, that was my joke when you said, do you have any awards? I'm like, yes, I won Best Actress and Trojan of the Year for Burlingame Intermediate School. I feel like I peaked when I was 13. <laughs> Still trying to get to that that status. But um, I did. It happened I was, at 13. It happened, I happened at 13. I was in Bur- Burlingame Intermediate School. I won those awards. That was yep. it. But anyway. Okay. But, um, okay. but uh, you know, I was around it a lot. When you win that Academy Award, you got... I listen to me. I since I moved here, I had to go through all my stuff. I kept that one trophy. So I'm not lying. It's on my desk, in my it? office. Where it's it? in my office. Yeah, okay. and I'm like, oh yeah, oh, that may be staying. Like, you can look at it. Yeah, I know. So, but yeah, it's yeah, awesome. you could say I, anything because I'm going to recreate an audio it. Podcast. Exactly. Um, now Lori's doing a namaste pose. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the truth of the matter was, and I, I did drums at a long, you know, I'm a singer too. So I like studied music yeah. when I was younger. So oh, you did drums. That's probably a really crucial because the drums really kind of set. They're like the ringleader of the band. Right? They're great. Well, my brother is a like, he was like a prodigy. He played Neil, Neil Peart at like 13. You know, he's playing all that stuff. I have an older brother and he composes wow. and also, you know, is just an amazing cool. drummer, but um, scores and, yeah. you know, is great at sound and, and studio. So um, I went into more singing after that, but then, uh, you know, I went to college and I think for whatever reason, I think my family, I was a little bit intimidated. My family's so incredibly talented. My dad's a great mm. actor and director. And, yeah. Everybody's playing something. And it was just so normal in our in our family that it never really felt like you were like you had a special talent. You know, it was yeah. just like whatever. So and but I was always taught you want to do something, you better study it. And you study it so that, you know, it's respect right. to the craft, it's respect to yourself. Yeah. It brings you confidence. And I was shy. So yeah, yeah I didn't get into this, you know, uh, everything. Um full force, full force. I did plays and things like that and studied. Right. But right. until I was like in my thirties. So. Interesting. You know, yeah. I would think. I, yeah. So I early thirties, but I, I just quit my job at the time I was in sales. I was out here. I was in LA and, um, and I. Oh, so you went in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. So you grow up around all this artistic mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. You're feeling a little intimidated by the town of your folks. And then you, you, you know, friend of yours grabs grabs your hand and suddenly you're a, a flight attendant and then you end up in sales and then a, you're, you've gotten through your thir- your 20s mm-hmm. and you've had time now to kind of establish yourself as a human being independent as an adult from your parents and right. now you're like what about that art thing huh okay yeah because now it's like it's on your terms and you're maybe not as intimidated by your parents do you think that was i think it was just a lot of things at once i knew and i have a lot of people you know i I private coach and then i'm I'm developing some classes and stuff right now and most of the time it has to do more with that time in your life where you realize you have all this creativity and wonderful things inside that just never for whatever reason you were afraid you know uh, or you, you just of judgment or you're just, um, yeah. you know, that, that security thing, you know, maybe you, you got married and had kids and that was like, now the kids are gone. Now you're like, Oh my God, now I could do this. You know, just that whole right. thing of expression. And yeah. you know, I, I so resonate with them and that's why I love doing what I'm doing when I'm coaching is because I, you know, I, I know where they're at. I, I yeah. know where they're at. I, I understand it. And I live the most creative life of anybody, you know, as far as like creativity on a daily basis all the time. I just made that decision. It was a very hard decision. I gave up whatever great quote, great job, you know, for yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. good money and all this stuff. And I, um, 
and I, I was too stressed. And what happened was I, I went to the, um, <laughs> I, no, seriously, I went to the doctor and this was, it was a nutraceutical no, I believe you. Nutraceutical I'm relating to you. I'll, I'll share yeah. the money. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Uh, and my, my, uh, I was in nutraceutical. I had a five state territory. I was with like $5 million territory. And I, you know, it was just making What's money for myself. Uh, it was nutraceutical industry. It's like pharmaceutical, but vitamins, sourcing the ingredients and vitamins and things like oh, this. Gotcha. This was okay. after the record industry, which I was in printing and packaging. And uh, so not the creative side. And no, not the creative side. No. Gotcha. No. Um, so, um, and then I was ran restaurants for social, yeah, anyway, special events. Yeah. But in yeah. between all this, um, but at the end of this, I did that and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I am. So stressed out. Uh, All I'm doing is making money for me. And I, you know, it's not like, it's not like the payoff is I'm curing cancer or I'm helping humanity. It's just money for me to go out. And that's just wasn't enough for me. So, um, I just felt that thing inside. So I I just quit my job. I don't tell people to quit their jobs. You know, I say like, you know, go and you can, you can take some courses now and keep your job right now. (laughs) And like, but right right now, actually, you know, sometimes things conspire to where you you are forced into making a decision. And I remember right? going to the doctor, my feet were turning blue. There was like, I was having some sort of like reaction <laughs> for no reason. They were turning cold and blue. And he looked at me and he and he goes, I, he goes, I don't, I mean, are you stressed at work? And I go, no. And there was like a little tear going down my, my cheek. And then <laughs> he goes, I don't want to tell you anything. I know, I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, and he was like, um, I don't want to yeah. tell you what to do, but a job, no job is worth it. And I was like, I really took yeah. it to heart. I was way too healthy, yeah. way too on the ball to really do it. And at the time, my boss, yeah. who turned out to be, you know, not not the greatest guy, but he uh, he was really there was stuff going on there, and the way he was speaking to me was really wrong. It was kind of in a different age, mm. and so I was like, I don't, I'm just going to quit. And I quit. I went to Europe, and then I studied. I went to um, after that, I was like, all right, well, this is what I want to do. I want to get back into this made my yeah. voiceover uh, CD when you made CDs and <laughs> I studied right. first. I took, you know, I studied right. first with somebody that's turns out like me now, you know, and um, yeah. made the CD and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and get back into acting. And I started just really, really studying. And I went, I was lucky enough to be accepted into this program, the Royal, Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, which was in conjunction with um, London uh, nice. acting school. And so and then Berlin and Paris, it was this whole like program. Okay. And I just studied my, you know, I was like, wouldn't it be great to just study acting every day for like an entire, su- you know, summer for like three months. You know? Right. Did that. And then I realized I must really love this because who else would want to do that every single day for like 12 hours a day. And I loved it. And after that, I was like, you know what? I, I, I just came back and I had more confidence. And then I studied again at, you know, American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco, which I always High props ACT, too. Right? ACT is great, and uh, and just continued to just develop. Hopefully, you know, I when you say my crap, but yeah, and voiceover as well, and yeah. it kind of went hand yeah. in hand. And I just became a working. I got Google Voice. You know, I became the voice of Google uh, pretty early on in my voiceover career, and then um, that's right. That's that. huge. Yeah, you're the, you're the you are the Google Voice, the original. Well, I was. I'm the original one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that was a long time ago. That was before we had any of this other stuff. Before so, Siri and any of that, any of that, yeah. yeah. So that, that was uh, even before before the iPhone. 
or early it, days of iPhone. Uh, it was it was pretty long ago. I don't know. I have to look at that. Yeah, because I didn't have an yeah. iPhone, and it's Google. Yeah, it's ironic. Right. I have so much Apple right. equipment, and every time I like have a thing, I'm like, I know yeah. I should be on, but it's not really. I'm not on it anymore, so it's it's yeah. it's fine. I'm only on a few prompts, I think. So it's yeah. Yeah. So, and then literally you're the only person on the planet who could say that. Listen, not only that, I know I would say, hello, welcome to Google voice, you know, like, (laughs) I, let me tell you how full circle that can be. Right. So what happened was I I got with a, I I sent in my, my CD. Um, and it was a group, it was a startup again, why I love my town startup called grand central <laughs> then they got bought by google for 90 million dollars with my voice on it wow. no i no, i had no stake in this and i wasn't making i have not sure. made any money sure. off of that um <laughs> but um but uh 90 million dollars and uh they said but we want her voice on it blah 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 so they bought yeah. it i'm sure there's legalities there somewhere but whatever right. but right. they bought it i continued doing it for google voice uh, oh, it became wow. google voice and then you know this uh i worked on a movie a year ago called jexy which is with adam divine and okay. what i did is um it was about a phone gone crazy right like you know in a funny humor so it's by the guys that made the the, the hangover movies uh, uh you know, okay. bad moms yeah. all that yeah. so um and they were awesome awesome and so they wanted somebody to be on set with adam for you know a couple months to be the co-star um to improv with the phone and be the voice of the phone, but be funny, like improv, you know, and oh, be an actress. Wow. so I got to knowing though, that Rose Byrne would be the ultimate one because she's a bigger star. Yeah. So, cause yeah. they were, they were filming in San Francisco, you know, who am I right. to them in San Francisco? So, right. uh, I was hired to do it, which was great. And they flew me out and I did, you know, all that stuff. And I got to work yeah. on set. And so, uh, the wonderful thing is my friend, um, just said, you know, you're all over, you're the, on the behind the scenes on the DVD. And I didn't know that because no one really wow. knows how that works, you know, or that yeah, I'm on sure, it and this sure. and that. And it was like, All here I am. Created. You don't yeah. know what else and yeah. it was so fun. And then, you know, Adam, I mean, I almost started because really, honestly, like you're kind of like a, I was hidden, basically, you know, yeah. like not on. Nobody knows that I worked on it opposite him. Right, right, he right. had an ear. Did all the hard work and then they well, no, in it's not that it's just because the Rose Byrne is great, but he had an earwig sure. in. And so you yeah. couldn't see anybody on screen. So I was always in another yeah. room or setting up a voiceover somewhere because it had to be really good sound that they were recording me at and sure. doing yeah. all this stuff. And so it was very interesting. So, and he said, oh, he mentioned me because afterwards they didn't mention me probably right. because, you know, they don't want to confuse it. It's Rose Byrne and him, you know, right. she did afterwards, exactly. but he was acting off me. And so um, what was so lovely is, uh, to see him. And he said something so nice. He was just like, Oh, there was a wonderful, uh, improv actress. Her name is Lori Burke. She was great. She, and I was oh, like, wow. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah. So everybody was cool. like, yeah. So I was like, Oh my God, I did exist. I did exist. No, we didn't have to do any of that. They, you know, interviewed cool. all of us. So it was really nice. Yeah. So I just saw it. it. That's why that's on my, on my mind right now. So, but that was from Google voice. Sorry. When I auditioned, so cool. they were like, uh-huh. oh my God, you're built for like other actresses. You know how we all know each yeah. other in, in the Bay Area. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, this is Lori Burke. I mean, it's like yeah. a, a, a phone that actually right. can swear and which I right. do and improv. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God, it's my dream job. You know, so, <laughs> so that's a full circle thing. You never that's know so cool. what's going to lead to what. So that's why they, right? I think that's part of the reason why they, why I was chosen, why I was cast as it. Was yeah. like, oh, she's done the voice prompts before, you know, ten years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. I I'm really 
drawn to um, the fact that, you know, you lived this, you know, couple different careers and then you suddenly made this decision to plunge yourself into acting mm. because I, I had a similar moment, but I, I grew up very differently. I'm not growing up in cosmopolitan, diverse San Francisco with mm -hmm. a musician, artistic family. I'm growing up in a small, tiny town in Northern California with a very religious family, but the dad who sells life insurance. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like the very, the very idea mm -hmm. of, of any kind of performance art as a, as a career or profession or a life was just so beyond ridiculousness. Mm. So I just, I like repressed. I didn't even address it as a viable option. And so I, I end up in this path that led to sales and it took the global, you know, event where like we're going through a global event now with the pandemic. Well, right. the last time we did this was the big short. Right. Um, and that liberated me from uh, the mortgage industry because I saw the writing on the wall. I'm like, okay, all these companies have been around literally some for a hundred years or more. They're yeah. like suddenly going under. I realized, okay, I'm not going to make as much money, if any money, and it's going to be a lot more difficult. And do I even really like that? No, I hate this. Right. It's like, okay, I'm going to be broke. If I'm going to be broke anyways, why don't I do what I love? Well, what do I love? And then I immediately I'm at an um, open mic doing stand-up comedy and, and then shortly thereafter I'm doing background acting. Right. And then before I know it, someone approaches me who I met through a friend at a coffee shop weeks prior. And they're like, you need to be in LA here. Why don't you just take over my condo? The lease is already paid for for the next several months. I got to take care of six parents back here. In wow. LA. That's so, great. Yeah. yeah. So it like, presents itself. It's amazing, yeah. and I, I have zero regrets, and I'm just I'm so happy whether, mm. you know, I'm performing live or you know it's it's television or you know now with the pandemic I'm trying to figure out I got friends that do comedy that have been doing some successful Zoom comedy shows so I'm trying to figure out because I've been always wanted to get back into comedy I'm figuring okay well how do I do that with the people I already know and doing it, you know, live streaming, which platform, you know, social media or things like Zoom. So I'm like, I'm in the process of figuring that out. Plus doing the podcast here. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting that we came from these different backgrounds and yet had the same, you know. Yeah, it's different. It, but, you know, it, again, I, moment of decision. I think that's the important thing is that, I mean, getting, I think, but the same fears and the same concerns that anybody would, I mean, I saw my family, you know, we had no money growing up. So, yeah. um, you know, as far as a security blanket, nothing. So, <laughs> you know, my mom would come home, uh, from playing piano at the gold dust lounge in San Francisco. If anybody remembers when that was, that was runs very famous, like piano bar uh, for years and years. And, uh, it, uh, if she got a big tip, like when she got, I remember when she got a hundred dollar bill and steak was really expensive. So, um, yeah. we, she, we, she's like, we're going to eat steak. That was a big thing. And then Lori wants to take a taxi. So we're, this is before Uber, obviously. So we're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. take it. Oh yeah. When Uber, <laughs> when Uber came into existence, I was like, cause I guess I still like to take taxis and have other people yeah, drive. Yeah. And I was like, this is like a dream come true. Um, but yeah. you know, it was very much dependent on tips and it was dependent on, then she would work other jobs sure. during the day, sometimes office job. You know, it was, it was a very, yeah. you see a lot of that part of it. So you kind of are like, okay, that's I know that's good. there. Is that the kind of lifestyle, you know, you just, you got to find yourself. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. I yeah. truly believe now I have such a great 
I, I'm so grateful for this. But you know, I, I I always say like, don't go into this if you just want to make money. If you just want to make money, oh, there yeah. are a million right. other things to do that are much easier. <laughs> if you, the people I like and the people that I work with, like if I'm coaching or whatever, are are people that actually look at at what I do as an art form, like voiceover and and also acting, because right. I think it's all connected. And those are the people I really. You know, you you know they have to work hard, and you know the Bay Area. By the way, great people. You you really love what you're doing if you're doing it in the Bay Area because you're working your ass off, don't yeah. you think? Um, oh yeah, and, and not a lot of union stuff, not a lot of stuff that actually yeah, no. gets you. Um, you don't have you don't have like things don't live forever as far as like there's no residuals and stuff like that because there's just so low union <laughs> things there, right? And so yeah, yeah. Um, you really, That's why I, I came to LA, I jumped all over because like it's, it's the land of opportunity and yeah. it's, it's still is even, you know, with the yeah. pandemic. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I loved what I love, you know, not only cause it's my town and I, I just love everybody there in the community we had where we all know each other. You know, then I was in, I worked in casting, you know, I worked for Nancy Hayes for a long time and oh, um, did anyway, you? Okay. yeah. So I've worked in all it's different things. Casting, and, uh, concern up in the Bay Area, Nancy Hayes. Well, it's the, the thing. Uh, it's just, we all know each other. Right. And then I taught, yeah. I taught at Nancy. I taught for San Francisco. Actually, I mean, SF, you know, you name it. I did all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, I, I think that they're the community and the opportunity to have so many different, if you want it, um, you know, different things, be able to do so many different things was amazing to me. Like I really got to do great films. And then when things would roll into town, like I did chance, you know, with Hugh Laurie, that was, I was a big just going to say, yeah, it's an amazing scene. Oh, thanks. scene. Thanks. And you're like the, I believe a, a, I'm his a lawyer. Yeah. I'm a lawyer or yeah. Yeah. I'm you're a lawyer. lawyer. He's on the witness stand. Yes. And you're literally, and it's just bad. It's tennis between you and, Hugh Laurie, who's no slouch as an actor. I, I was on a couple episodes of House, just yeah. his background. I, I was um, pleasantly, not surprised, but it was just great to see him stay in character in the sense of uh, he kept the accent. So oh. the American accent he uses as as uh, Dr. Gregory House between takes, he, that's all I heard him use. He did not go me, into his native. You, wanna, you want me uh, to tell you a story about it. working with him? Please. Because we had like yes. three scenes, three or four scenes. And the first time I was there uh, was like, I, I think I was in my trailer for like eight hours. He was upset yeah. about that. I didn't care. I was like, I'm on the set. This is great. And I'm going to work with Hugh Laurie. You know, I was so excited for that. Um, Meanwhile, and, Hugh Laurie was like, where's the... I was like, Hugh, Lori, Hugh, if you have a brother and I married him, I'd be Lori, Lori, just going to point that out. And he was like, okay, anyway, but he, um, so we had a late night. It was like eight hours before I got on. It was so funny. And, yeah. and, um, and he said, God, Lori, this is like, you know, whatever take we're on, you know, whatever he goes, this is, I can't believe he goes, I'm, it's so late right now. And I'm so tired. This is really hard to keep up this accent. And I go, Hugh, I forgot that you were even British. Like your accent is so wow. unbelievable. But then uh, I have a quite a few stories from there, but one is that, um, and I want to, if anybody's listening, that is into acting obviously, or whatever, um, know that we have uh, a, one or two actors to listen to the pod. I'm sure. Um, so I, <laughs> I auditioned for, I think the, one of the first, uh, episodes where I would yeah. play a, um, a high school principal or something like that. 
Okay. So I went in, but it was for, but it was like for somebody over 50 and, and they're like, well, you're too young, but we're going to, we're going to set you in. I think it'll be okay. So I went in and you do have a sort of Catherine Janeway meets uh, Chrissy Hyde and Annie Lennox Mojo. So it's a very, I do. <laughs> oh I do. yeah. Oh, thank you. You have a very, you have a very authoritative while still, well, thank you know, you. Oh my God. Uh, I think I very think- feminine. Yeah, no, I've that, been called Chrissy Hyde so many times because of singing. Because when I was yeah, in, oh, yeah. when I was in with the one with David Diggs, I co-starred with him. You know, the guy from Hamilton. I know how funny is that? Oh, like yeah, you yeah, just yeah. throw that around. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. but the one thing they're they're like, God, you're like a you're like a young Chrissy Hyde. And I'm like, Am I? That's awesome. I love all those people. Thank you. Right. Thank right? you. Mark. Yeah. No, that's I, amazing. Thank you. I, that's very sweet of you. I, I dig it. Well, I just I sweat, sweat. You know, listen to some of your stuff, watch on some of your stuff. I you're just so it's, sweet. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But it's a specific thing where you can like it, 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 to me, seeing each of those, you know, performers and artists and Annie personalities. Oh, I love Annie Lennox. There's oh. like, there's a, a diverse complexity to their characters. So mm-hmm. they can like wear a lot of different hats. And to me, as a, as a six foot tall white dude <laughs> in a moment where because of the pandemic, frankly, we're actually noticing that. Hey, maybe some other people that don't look like us, they got some issues that, you know, are are, our civilization's fault and they're not a part of we the people. Mm. Why Mm. are they not part of we the people? Because let's let's address this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just uh, because women have been considered and and treated as second class citizens to this very day. Yeah. Oh, so. it's been, less than man, it's been less than a hundred years since we had the right to vote. I don't know if people realize right? that. less than a hundred years. <laughs> I'm just saying we're still fighting the fight. We're still fighting. Yeah, the fight. So yeah. to me, it, it catches me where um, it's like, well, would you, would I say that about a guy that, well, look at this guy. He's got all these different hats he can wear, all these different, you know, personalities he can be. And it's uh-huh. like, yeah, it, 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 it it's like when you're not a white man, there's like this higher level of performance you have to deliver to even be in the same room. And is that equality? You know, so it just, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing that makes me think, cause I see a lot of talent in you. Well, thank you. And re- reflected on what you perform, but it's like, it makes me sit back and think for a second and recognize I got, I got a little bit of privilege because of just the way my thinking, my reaction, even though it's like I'm enjoying what you do, but it's like, if you were a man, mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe you'd have even more opportunities and even more awards and more accolades because you've got a pretty impressive set of skills. I don't you know. And the same thing for, you know, Chrissy Hine, Annie Lennox. Yeah. Love like, them. I love as them. iconic as they are, it just, it makes you think. For me as a six foot tall white dude, it makes me think. <laughs> Well, okay. that's very nice. I, you know, I don't know. I can't speak to that, but I, I, uh, I'm certainly grateful for the things that I have gotten, but, um, but I will say this. So the, the episode that this is what I wanted to tell them, the episode that I auditioned for, for I went in for chance, the first one that's on Hulu, um, right? it's on Hulu. Yeah. And it's still going cause I just got a residual check. <laughs> so anyway, nice. but, um, yeah, I know. But, um, the, uh, is I came back for the callback and all this stuff and I auditioned. So I did, I got a callback and everything. I even hugged like Sarah, who is the casting director on it. And um, <laughs> afterwards she's like, Oh my God, I hope you get it. I'm like, me too. I'm, I'd be yeah. so excited. And, um, and I didn't get it. 
And so they brought me in for another audition, what, like, you know, a month later, whatever, for this lawyer, a bigger part and my, and my age group. Right. And I got on set and the writer and the director said, listen, you came in, you, you nailed it. You did such a great job for that principal part, but you just weren't old enough. And, and I, he goes, so you know what I've said? That's a good actress. We're going to call her in for this other one. I was like, and then that was before wow. I even had my first night there. And I almost started crying. Well, you're not yeah, going to yeah. make me cry right now before I have to go and do this thing. <laughs> um, and I thought, oh my God, that's such a note that I want everybody to know. You know, when you audition, yes. right? you're, not, you're not just auditioning for that particular thing. You, they, right. If you're good or hopefully, or they think that you're good. I mean, I was lucky, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and so, you know, not only that, but after, at the end of all of this, that scene, I mean, this is the, one of the highlights of my life was... Hugh Laurie at the end of, um, you know, when we wrapped, wrapped me anyway, um, I said, Oh my God, you know, thank you. We never even have these opportunities out here to even audition for this. And I want to thank, he goes, you were brilliant. You never messed up. Wow. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I pray. I was like, like I could cry right now saying that, but I mean, <laughs> what that, what right? that lesson was to me was like how important it is to tell people that you work like what an impact that had on my life. I was like, Oh my God, maybe yeah. I'm like, maybe I, you know, could go in LA and maybe I'd be okay. Or like, maybe I could do more, yeah. you know, like we all have these doubts about ourselves, you know, like maybe they won't like me there or there. And I was like, Oh my God, like that made such a, you know what, Lori, that you just worked off of one of arguably one of the best actors of our time. I yeah. absolutely love oh, him. Yeah. And he absolutely. said that to you. And I had to look to myself and go, you know, you're, you're okay. You're, you're, you can do this even more. That's I mean, amazing. I know it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I had worked already in the Vinces for like, you know, 12 years, but you know, we have these doubts. We all have these doubts. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I, I think I, I maybe share the perspective you come from because, you know, being an artist, being a performer, we, we do it not because we're trying to earn an income or not because it's something that, you know, it's a hobby or right. we like it or it amuses us. Right. It's like this, this driving need. It's like, I, I just, I got it. Cause I, w- I found that I was acting and doing comedy in inappropriate situations. Right. Sales. And sometimes that works for sales, but you know, not all the time. Right. So I realized I just, it's like bubbling up like lava out of the molten earth. And it's like, that's what I'm supposed to do. So where can I go do that? And right. people appreciate it. Right. So it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, it's, it, I'm so happy that you had that experience because imagine had you been cast as the principal, which on the, at the moment you'd be like, yay, I auditioned for this part. I got the part. Yay. I won. Well, no winning is getting the much better role. The better obviously role. Obviously, Lori, but you had to get aud- auditioned for something. They say no. They pass on you and you have that defeat, a disappointment. You're like, oh, I was trying I mean, to get this part. I honestly, I was like, I mean, I was happy that I got a call back. I mean, that's how big, that's, that's how I figure. Like, I'm like, man, if I get a call back, at least I know I'm in the running and they could go with somebody for another reason. But Right. Yeah. Did you find it as an artist, like you, you feel like you're floating in this bubble where there's just all this chatter and noise and it takes these little experiences where you're actually performing and you have these other professionals and it's these moments that you can actually latch onto and go, okay, I'm not nuts. 
I love doing this. And okay, yeah, I am, I am, you know, decent at it because we have this high standard because you love the craft and the, you know, so much. Right. And you, you don't, you don't take it for granted. You respect it almost reverentially. Mm-hmm. And so to like go, oh yeah, whether you have doubts or someone doubts you, you can go, yeah, you may have a point, but you know, I, Hugh Laurie seems to <laughs> dig what I do. So I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I never thought what of that. <laughs> no, I never thought of that. But I, I mean, I guess if I, if I come in that, I, I, it's, my mind is so like, it's just about a balance of life of being creative. If I'm creative every day, I'm happy. Yeah. And right. that's really, I mean, that yeah. really my goals are not, I mean, I'm living it already. You know, to me, right. I'm so right. lucky that I've been doing this and that I've been able to do this and live for so long. And, and all these creative outlets, you know, I also paint, I also do photography. I also do, you know, it's like, I've been, I've been right. doing all that I just have this, this time in life to do that. And then hopefully to also inspire now more people to do it and, um, and to live this creative life that you can do. And if you lose, if you get rid of like having to be like famous or whatever, you know, which I never had that intention. I, 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 Honestly, I just, I can't believe the things I've been able to be in and been cast in. And, you know, it's, it's <laughs> honestly like, I'm like, wait, I did. Yeah. That's like, yeah. um, that's why when I, when I mentioned to be Diggs, who again was in Hamilton and it's like, right. and then I was like, did I just name drop? I did just name drop because I don't even believe <laughs> that. Like I worked off it, you know, it's like, oh yeah. You know, these people become right, right. your friends. My, uh, my friend, uh, just that's today, a part of your life. that's a legitimate uh, thing that you can reference. And, but it's more you know. like, can you know, they're like, oh. oh my God, that's so cool. I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> like yeah, I'm right. as surprised <laughs> as anybody. Like, I'm not like, I'm not <laughs> bragging about it. I'm just like, I can't not believe. But, um, like today, my friends, uh, they are all female mariachi band called Florida Toloache. They're amazing. They won a Latin Grammy. I want margaritas and I want to experience that uh, right it now. Is, it is awesome. amazing. But she, uh, Yaya, who is the, the, it's her group. Um, are they from LA? Uh, from New York. And, um, but, okay, so but they were nominated also, um, for a couple of Grammys as well. Um, but again, won the Latin right. Grammy I went to and stuff. And so. She's from Puerto Rico and her, her cousin's actually Miguel, if you know who that is too, he's a, a, a well-known singer mm-hmm. who's great. But anyway, he, she just texted me today and we both started around the same time, 15, 20 years ago. And she started oh, wow. playing, playing violin in the subways of New York, you know, and she's been on all As the talk busker. shows and everything. A busker, huh? Yep. And so, but she nice. just sent me this thing. I, I can't, I mean, you're, you can't see me, anybody that's going to listen to this, but um, she's today, she's on the show that Sarah Bareilles, uh, made on Apple TV. It's debuting today and her and her three other people in the oh, band, wow. they did the music. They redid little voice. And I mean, I was wow. watching her on this and I'm like, Oh my God, like everybody has to hear this song the way that they That's did it. So cool. And I'm like, this is it. I mean, they've been in a lot of big things. Winning a Grammy is yeah. pretty, pretty freaking big. But the fact that we both yeah. kind of grew together and we're both like, can you believe it? Like, you know, we're both, <laughs> but right, working, right? but really working to work, you know, like, yeah. Hey, you know, I, you don't, that doesn't stop. You don't just sit there and yeah, look right, back. Exactly. You're like, what else can I do? This is so great. I get this opportunity and every day is yeah. different. And once yeah. you, once you like kind of, for lack of the overused term, lean into it, but once you kind of accept that, like to go with the flow of life and that, you know, right. and I think now hopefully from, from this, if we can take away anything that's 
positive, it's going to be that, you know, nothing's certain anyway. So, right. I mean, nothing is certain. So that whole thing of like, you know, I, I know for you probably too, becoming a performer and let's say giving up a job where you have a steady income all the time. The biggest thing is like, how am I going to live? How am I going to yeah. live and, and not right. worry about it? And it took years for me to right. do it, but I'm also worrying about it at the same time. And I'm like, this is not serving <laughs> me at all. Right. Cause you're worried about it. You don't want to be attached to everything that you go into. So you have to have that right. mindset. You have to develop that mindset to just be like, I am, I, my acting today was auditioning and that was great. I got to play five different people or in, even in voiceover, right? I got to yeah. play this many people just for the love of doing that. Everything else is a bonus. And you have so to it's just, like you, you, you treat auditions the kind of same way I do. It sounds like, or it's like, you, it's, it's like the audition is the event and if something comes out of it, yeah. great, but it's like, you just, Pretty much. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this role. I'm going to do the best as me in that role as I can mm-hmm. you do it. And then you walk away. And if something comes out of it, great, but you know, there's, you got you're the next audition and you got and the study. next performance and, and the next, what can I get better? Totally. Well, and I try not to criticize myself, but I know that when I am <laughs> nervous, like I said, for working with people yeah. that are well-known, which I have, I just go, you know, you've studied this, you've been doing this for a long time. Like I have to, I have to self-talk myself, you know, which I think right, we all need right. a little bit of that. We all need people on our yeah. side to go like, look, you got this. You, you worked hard at it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, it's um, funny you say that because with the pandemic, I was mm-hmm. used to doing a lot of busking, mm-hmm. you know, and then my favorite busking was, was the Lieutenant Frank character where I actually get to do improv comedy off of strangers right. on the fly. Well, it's like I, I've lost that now because there's no, you know, there's no tailgates before concerts or sporting events right. to do that. And like even now, like I, I central casting just had their first, you know, casting notice the other day, which I didn't qualify for in about five different levels. But like I'm not even comfortable thinking about going onto a set right now. I feel like eh, it's too soon. I don't know. I don't know. You know, so mm. I'm transitioning into, okay the live streaming because that's something I can do. And I've, there's a model I've seen friends who've done that, but it's like, it's uh it's a different stage. Yeah. And it's like, the more you do it, I've noticed that with the podcast too, the more you do it, you develop, it's like, you know, swimming, riding a bike, chewing gum, it becomes second nature. And then instead of just focusing on the thing that you're doing, you can, it's the little details that make it better. You start right. noticing the small things that, Oh, you tweak them and then suddenly you're delivering more on right. target of what you want. But nothing's lost either. I mean, when I was a flight attendant, especially when we oh, were in the right. military, sure. we had to be there two and a half hours early. Some call times were at three. Um, yeah. Excuse me. We call them show times. It was a long time for me to say call <laughs> times after that. But we call that show time and yet it's call time on set. But anyway, um, but it, but look at what great training that was for me to for these early mornings you know it's always early yeah. morning like on films and things i mean you know it's always early morning like we want you here it's 5 30 a.m 4 30 yeah so <laughs> yeah. um what great training for that i mean nothing's ever lost i really think that you know yeah. I, i'm a more spiritual person you know it's like on a over thing and and that's how i view everything and i i like i said now it's been more voice stuff um as I've always been a voiceover artist, you know, for a lot of uh, things, I've been lucky enough. And I just look at even the voice as like a whole, 
kind of journey and where your voice is and how you're representing yourself with your voice and from all your past experiences, I look at it on a lot more of a spiritual kind of way, the voice yeah. as your whole life. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah. And it can change you, you know, it can change your voice can absolutely change your life. How you present yourself. Huh. My father was, is a strapping young, uh, not young anymore. He's 89, but, um, <laughs> but a beautiful, beautiful man. He was an actor, just gorgeous, very, very talented. And he was from South Carolina and had this voice like this. And he was six oh, foot wow. three and huh. he went to the national Academy of broadcasting in New York and he changed it. And now his voice is, it's like low and, you know, registers, you know, and, uh, I, what, a, what a different life he would have lived had he had not studied and wow. worked on his voice in the presentation of yeah. that. What a different life. Absolutely. Yeah. So I could go on and on about that. I'm very, very into that. You know, you know, I might, I might have to, um, look into, uh, enjoying your services as a coach. <laughs> For voiceover, because oh, I've really wanted to get into voiceover. Right. And like, you know, every episode of the podcast, it's like my little playtime. You know, it's, I do a little like couple minute cold open and I get to jump into these different character voices mm-hmm. and they just do this little quick play. And I, I, I fucking love it. I dig it. I literally had to create a spreadsheet because I, I would forget different voices that, I could do like, and I don't even know how I do it. And it's like some, I feel like I'm right on others. It's like, I feel like I have to work on it. Yeah. Some, I don't feel like I sound, but other people do. And you learn how to like listen to other people. Cause at the end of the day, it's their perception, not my perception, but it's, it's if I just, I fucking love doing that. Yeah. So. Well, it's good. Good for you for writing it down. And I think, like I said, I've been doing it for so long. Um, but I, I am now on Backstage Magazine. Well, I've been doing it for a while now. Um, at, since the pandemic hit, every other Thursday, I go on their oh, YouTube yeah. Live and they ask me to okay. talk about voiceover. So I give out advice. And then um, I always tell them to go to my website and sign up because I'm developing classes. Because what happened was I, I've always taught. I taught there in San Francisco as well. But um, now, you know, I'm coaching more just one-on-one. And it's just, there's so little time. So yeah. I just have a few people that I take. And so I was like, okay, I so really want to share I, this and, and I'm going to write in notes here. What, what do I do if I want to have Lori Burke uh, ah. start teaching me how to do better voiceover? Well, first of all, I sign up, go to my website, go to my website. And this pop-up is going to be get on my list. And then because I'm What's developing the, the course, I'm developing the courses and classes now because um, cool. that's, like I said, I'm full with my one-on-ones, but um I, I put, I sometimes put stuff on, on my YouTube channel. I definitely, you know, Instagram and, and we'll have links for it all on the episode. Page awesome. what's, what's I love website? it. Uh, Lori Burke.com. Lori Burke.com. And yeah. how do we spell that? L A U R I E B U R K E.com. That was like almost, I almost went into cheerleading mode. L A U R. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. cheerleader? Yeah, ever? I okay. was. I was in high school. Have, have the, you ever done Hong any um, acting gigs, either yes. you know, live action or voice acting as a cheerleader? Yes, one. It was the first one that I did in <laughs> San Francisco. I was yeah. a cheerleader. It was so funny. I was hired as a cheerleader, and it was on top. It was like by St. Mary's, like up on the hill, you know, like we were on a cable car. Uh, and it was yeah. like 
drizzling, freezing, but it was for the like the all star national all stars for baseball, like okay. commercial or something. And here we I'll are, and it's supposed to be this beautiful day, right? It always is like that, right? And it is, you know, it's San Francisco, freezing. And we're in like this little tiny cheerleading yeah, uniform. I, and again, I think, you know, I was like 30, whatever. And everybody, yeah. I'm like, how am I a cheerleader? Like, you know, I, mean? I think it was like 18 year olds like there. I was fine with it. I was very flattered. You know, I was like, all yeah, right, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but that, that one I remember. Yeah. That was, but that was so that's long funny. ago. Yeah. But, uh, that's all the acting, you know, you're pretending that it's sunny when really you're just, you're freezing right now. As we said before, it's very hot in LA right now. I am inside. I mean, I feel like I'm in a, my Asana, but I'm pretending that I'm outside in San Francisco (laughs) (laughs) in 55 degrees in my mind. If I put this out, you'll know why I have water, but you know, right. Don't worry. I'll come to in like a minute or two. Yeah. That's just happens when you're on. Yeah. I'll be good. So what's next? You're, you know, in this strange time with the pandemic. What's, yeah. um, I guess what the cool thing with voiceover is you can, you know, the pandemic probably hasn't affected that as much. And on contrary, actually, I'm seeing that like animation is like going through a historic boom right now because yeah. that's the production that works during a pandemic. Well, doing booths, you yeah. know, right? Yeah. And studio, you know, think right. about it, commercials and things like that. If they have B-roll, you know, all they need is voiceover. Uh, the thing yeah. is, uh, for me, life hasn't changed that much. I have a home studio, you know, I'm yeah. recording. I just got, as we're talking on the phone, I just got some more, another, you know, voiceover thing that I have to do. And so I'm used to nice. being alone and I'm used to being inside. So for <laughs> me, and you know, I just did that talk yesterday on back. So on backstage yeah. magazine, on their yeah. YouTube channel every Thursday, I'm on that or every other yeah. Thursday. Uh, but go to my website or go to go to my YouTube or my my Instagram is usually where I usually you know update and Facebook. Um, okay. And I said that yesterday. I'm like, look, you know, I'm used to being alone. That is part of the thing. If you want to be a full time voiceover artist, you have to like that life. There's a lot of things you haven't hasn't right. dawned on you. For yeah, and I yeah. take it very seriously. It is a different thing. Yes, I teach very acting. I think it's an extension of it, but right, it's right. a different thing to do voiceover. Than it is from other, other things, and uh, not to get personal, but yeah. it's, it's the thing that affects. Like I've, um, I myself, I've been in different relationships. I, I've been married. I got a twenty-one-year-old son in college now. Um, uh, that's all the kids, as far as I know. <laughs> Almost got married a second time, but this last like year or two, I've been very happy, very single, barely spending any effort to even change that, mm-hmm. and. I just, I kind of like intellectually wonder like if I ever would be in a relationship again, like what, how do relationships affect what you do as an artist? How, how have you found that? I definitely think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've found the balance, but I love what I'm doing so much. Somebody asked me the other mm-hmm. day, like you haven't been married or have kids. And I was like, yeah. I definitely grew up. This is just last night. Somebody asked me this, but la- right, right. I, um, I grew up with a working mom that was playing piano at night and writing arrangements and stuff like that. And I just, since I got into this a little bit later and I was like, this is the best person I am is when I get to be creative and do this all day long. It's the best person I am. If I, at that point I hadn't, you know, met somebody that I, it would have worked. It just, I thought, well, if I want to do this, I couldn't do that and raise a child at the same time and not have a child feel less than or yeah. my career for less than, sure. and I didn't want to do that. And yeah. I, so that, that was the decision I made yeah. subconsciously or 
pretty much subconsciously, I think I just was like, you know, yeah. I'm going to mother in other ways. I've got great nieces and nephews and my, and my family and right. I, I've taken right, care of my right, parents. Right. And, you know, it's like, I, I've been very lucky in that, but it, it, I just thought, okay, that's just something that you're going to accept because I think I can do more this way at that time. I just yeah, didn't think I, yeah. I, I couldn't do everything and something was going to suffer. And I didn't want right. to do that on a child for sure, or my relationship at the time or whatever. Sure. So I, I think that um, you make that balance. So that choice has kind of made it a little bit easier for me to sure. have time to also be, have a normal person, have a, a life, you know, like <laughs> a, a, a dating life. You know, I could, I could go out on dates yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know if you ask any of my ex-boyfriends, but no, I think so. <laughs> but, you know, it's also, it's, it's also being, being this is my whole, it is who I am. You know, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. like this, like anything like Instagram. I, nobody does that for me. Somebody said, you have a great marketer or whatever. I'm like, no, it's all me. Like <laughs> everything on there is like, I kind of just say however I feel. It's not like there's yeah. anything like I, right. I'm not that smart to where I could come up with like, I'm going to say this. So that will happen. And this will promote that. Like, no, I'm just like, Hey, here I am. I'm doing this. I'm not that smart. Right. I, I wish I was, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it's you're so just high. My, with the world and social media, and you know what happens happens. I just I may say the wrong thing too. I don't know. I just it is what it is, you know. So, but I've always done that, and I've always had a home studio. Yeah. I've had a home studio. People now are like yeah. buying up things, like fifteen, twenty. I mean, I was doing it when I was doing Google. I had a home studio. That was a long time ago. How how does that um, impact relationships that you have? having a home studio and having the lifestyle that you do with, with your work. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I'm just the free creative type. So it's like, yeah, I'm off yeah. on a Monday, you know, or I'm off on right. Saturday, Sunday, or, or maybe it's a Tuesday or whatever. No, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's all about that balance, you know? And, yeah. um, and I, you know, I am in, in control of my time. So it, right. particularly since now, you know, I'm really structuring things very, very sure. carefully to have that time in the morning to myself and to, have, you know, right. like I said, but still have a social life and yeah. it's, it's working for me. So, um, and I could do this anywhere. So I've been doing awesome. voiceover all over the right. world. Yeah. I just bring my nice. stuff with me. So now I'm kind of just trying to inspire other people like, Hey, don't listen to just, you know, they always say pick one thing. It's like, if, if I would have picked one thing, you know, when I first started out, really like, Oh, you can either do voiceover or acting or singing or whatever. Right, and I was like, right, no, right, not right. buying that. <laughs> I understand about the focus, but looking back now yeah. on all the stuff yeah. I've been lucky enough to do, I would have, if I would have listened to that, I would have never had all those experiences. So, you know, I, I hope to give to other people to inspire other people, like go where your heart is. You're inspiring me. Well, thank you. Go for it, no, Mark. You, you, no, you really, you really are. You're, you're validating decisions that I've made along the way that at the time were, there's a lot of conflict and they were difficult. But in retrospect, I'm really grateful that I listened to yeah. my inner self, for lack of a better term, um, a way of expressing it. And yeah, so I, I uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that makes me happy. So people could go to lauriburke.com. We'll have links for everything. That's where my, the, exactly. That's my website. And uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit more on Instagram. Um, yeah. You know, but just you because too. it's also really not just, you know, I have other friends that are just very, they're very calculated and all that. I'm not, um, you know, as far as getting mm -hmm. viewers or fans or anything like that, it's more like just, oh, yeah. I think I just want to connect with people and more people, especially yeah. about, 
being creative and using their voice, you know, and, yeah. and doing things like that. I just, I love that connection, especially now because we're all in. So it's like, right, you know, and I do videos and I'll put that up and all that stuff. So we'll see. there's a lot of people that are like, I personally have a history of, of depression and mm -hmm. suicide ideation. And, um, you know, that all falls under the rubric of mental illness, which mm -hmm. it seems like we're now maybe starting to actually slightly normalize a little bit more. Yes. Uh, because because of the pandemic, like everyone is struggling with that. And it's it's heightening, heightening pre-existing conflicts and turmoil and struggles. So, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine this week who's like, you know, uh, having difficulty in a relationship and the relationships probably, you know, in its last days and struggled with a lot of depression. But, you know, I, I literally I pointed out how he grew up and the way he grew up and that impacts how he feels and the the need to not acknowledge the depression that he's feeling he's supposed to just like ignore suppress all it. that right yeah and suppress and not address it and i, I hope that more people because on every podcast now i share the national suicide uh, hotline phone number and because it's like i just lost know, a, i just lost a friend to suicide um, a couple sorry. months ago no thank you i mean I, I only say that because it's, it's a real, thing. It's a real it's serious. It's a real yeah. thing. And, you know, there are, I'm a very, you know, again, when I, uh, I talked about common sense media and I got to, you know, be a movie review host and all that stuff. And right. I'm very, very, I mean, when I'm not doing, when I'm not working, I'm watching masterclass. I'm watching documentaries on music mostly because music's like the biggest right. thing in my life, but, uh, on acting, all that stuff. Um, and there was uh, one called, it's called Modern Love, and it was from the New York Times articles. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like their little vignettes. Yeah, little I have. They mm -hmm. adapted it into a, a short series on Amazon. Correct. I want to say. I, yeah, or Netflix. Maybe, I don't know which. Yeah, maybe it's know. Amazon. But, I, I'm pretty sure it's Amazon because I, yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. Well, Anne Hathaway <laughs> uh, plays one with the, that she has, she's bipolar in it. And I have friends that, uh, you know, over the years, of course, that uh, have mental illness. And my dad was yeah. a counselor. I should say that too. My dad has been, oh, really? he's, he was oh, a counselor wow. after he was an actor. He's a recovered alcoholic for like 58 years. He's also gay. Yeah. Uh, so he was with a partner for 30 years. So I, I have a lot of like things to draw <laughs> on as far as like, uh, as far as the therapy things, right. That, I, that yeah. I strongly believe in. And, yeah. um, I watched this one thing with, with, uh, Anne Hathaway, her character in it. And I thought, see, this is where, when people say, you know, don't, you're just zoning out in front of the TV. I totally argue with them because A, I'm learning so much and B, it oh, can also, yeah. there's a responsibility of the media um, and creativity can, can do this um, to educate people. What a great platform. The one with, oh, sure. with her in it. In general. Yeah. And the one with her in it really exposes like what it's like Uh to, I don't, I don't suffer from, from any of that, but I've got friends that do. So I, I think she's pretty right. accurate on here. And I just had a whole new feeling, a whole new empathy for my friends that suffer from mental illness it's from watching this one that. show. Yeah. It's, well, um, Robert Ebert, the great film critic, he yeah. basically, I forget the exact context, but it was a pretty like defining moment where he was asked, you know, why, why are movies and films so compelling to him? And uh, his answer was, well, you know, he literally teaches empathy. He doesn't even teach empathy. Like it, it mm. creates empathy. Mm. You, you spend two hours, you get absorbed in this world and you're actually 
almost able to walk into this other person's footsteps and feel what it's like to be this other person. And that, how else can you experience empathy? But through that, short of like having friends and family in your in your real life that go through these experiences that you have and, and they share it, you witness it, you see it. I agree. It, this is also off the, I remember going, and again, I'm very big, strong believer in therapy. I would not be an actress without the therapist that I had. I had some things. <laughs> right? to, no, no, I mean that literally. Yeah. She, she said, why, yeah, are, no, why I, aren't you an actress? She said, yeah. she goes, you're oh, acting, wow. but you're not telling anybody you're doing these other jobs yes. and you're just kind of belittling it. And I had to come yes. out as an actress is what she said. So um, anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other, you know, story, but she, um, you're acting to suppress stuff and you're spending all this energy to do that. And she's going, why not take no. that skill and hiding? No, I, 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 I miss, I misspoke. Okay. What I mean by this is I was already acting, but I was like a closet actor. So that's why she was saying that. Like you're already in things, but yeah, yet you're, you're I was spending all this energy to pretend you're not an actor. I, I just wouldn't even, it wouldn't even come up. And she's like, why aren't you telling yeah. people and I said, because right. I, I felt like the, the minute that you do that, somebody says, what are you in? And at that point I wasn't in anything big. And I was like, and that's not the point. Oh, wow. If you're a painter, yeah, you're yeah. painting. If you're singing, you're right. singing, you know? And so I would belittle it kind of. And then, you know, and, and so anyway, we worked through it. But you're as acting. I also, I also said. You're pretending you're not that, you're not really an actor. You're spending this emotional energy to, to I say. I don't know what, I, th- I, I think I just wasn't even. No, I wasn't even acting at that. No, I wasn't covering it up. It was just, I wasn't. It's subconscious. I just wasn't, I didn't it's go full it. forward with it. And that's who I am. I am an actor. Okay. So anyways, she, um, I said, but also, well, no, what I felt was it's such a selfish thing. And I felt this, you feel this about singing. Like I love to do it so much that I feel like it's, it's a selfish oh, thing and it's just self-serving. Huh. And she took yeah. me aside and she said, well, there was only two of us in the room, but she said, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know something. She said, I want you to know something. Um, when you're acting and you're crying on set or whatever, whatever emotion you're giving, you're giving someone that's watching you the permission to also cry or to feel that emotion. And that is a gift. And that is what actors do. So do not yeah. feel badly. You know, she just, she always, you know, I, I just always felt, I was just so, and if I said it, it felt like I was bragging or it felt like, and she's like, no, you're actually helping people. And so I really took that. And I was like, I have to look at it that way, you know, because it was really hard for me singing too. I didn't really want the applause. I was kind of, you know, and I was a singer. I mean, I, I legit got paid to sing for many, many years, you know, and at, and stages and performing and stuff. And it's like, instead I was treated like, we're all in this together. Let's have some fun. You know what I mean? It's not about me. Right. And that's the only right. way I could actually do it. And the acting thing that was like, okay, now I could look at it. Like I'm actually serving mankind. You know, I mean, for, that sounds a little grandiose, but I'm actually doing good in the world by doing this. And I feel the uh, same way with your voice. Look at Shakespeare, look at Hamilton. I know. Yeah. No. Yeah. The power of- yes. Yes. So I do believe that it's, it's an art form and it's something that, um, you know, you, us actors struggle with that, you know, you don't want to be, yeah you know, and you're, and you're always so grateful, you know, so you want to be humble, but you're also, you love doing it so much that that's why, you know, we we would do it for free. Not that we do that for free, but we would (laughs) chicken sandwich, but not anymore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're just, we're just lucky. Yeah. 
do it. I feel lucky that uh, I got to spend a little time with you. Ah, a second run here. I, I feel you. really good about this time. I feel like we, we covered some good bases. Cool. It was like a, it was like a dress rehearsal. The yes. first interview attempt we had. Sure. I think we did. I think we covered some good stuff here today. Good. Me too. It was a pleasure speaking with you and everything. I'm glad it all worked out. This is amazing, modern technology. We haven't passed out no. yet in our re- respective rooms. That's great. Right? Yes. I'm about to go hike running. I'm really I'm good excited for you. about that. I'm about to go get into off, the studio and sweat some more. Nice. <laughs> I know. Well, Lori, you're amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And hold me accountable. I need to follow up with you. Uh, seriously, I need to get I need yeah. to get my voice acting game on track, follow, especially now. Follow all my stuff. So. Watch me on backstage now. Like I said, backstage is great. They have a great. Uh, they're what they're doing is just giving out a bunch of information for people that are in quarantine. So there's like acting things, social yeah. media stuff, and then mine is voiceover. But also, um, I'll be having some stuff on my website. That'll be a little bit more user-friendly for more people as opposed to just the one-on-one. So uh, stay tuned and hopefully, cool. hopefully you know, bringing people together and creative and happy life, all that stuff. That's happening. You're doing it. Thank you, Lord. You're actually helping people. That's what acting and performance art does if you're Lori Burke. You know, I feel the same way. Maybe if I build my empire up enough, I can help more people with my art, too. Way too groovy conversation with Lori, am I right? Feels like a good one to enjoy before a few weeks of summertime podcast hiatus, eh? For everything Lori, visit LoriBurke.com. Kind of spells how, how it sounds. L A U R I E. B-U-R-K-E dot com. We'll have links to that as well as our social media on the episode page at markromanempire.com. And any links to stuff mentioned on the show, you can also find at markromanempire.com. Twitter, still at the Mark Roman. I just started following a, uh, is it Jimmy Lai? Jimmy Lai with uh, the Apple in China. It's not Hong Kong anymore. It's China. Don't blame me. I say free Hong Kong. Free Hong Kong now. On Instagram, I am at Mark Roman Empire for the podcast and Vegas 90210 for Lieutenant Frank. I miss that stuff. I miss that guy. I miss busking. I miss acting. I miss all of it. Oh, boy. Plowing along. To avoid missing out on cool stuff, Join my mailing list. We're going to get some cool stuff uh, going into the fall time here. The fall time? Is that a word? A phrase? I guess so. The Mark Roman Empire Census. Sometimes we have special deals and perks for uh, our listeners on the pod. This week's Sermo Maximus is Taylor Kamala. Check your email for this episode's census, but only if you want to win a cool prize. To be drawn in next week. It's not going to be next week. It's going to be next month's Cards for Hero Tears. Didn't get the census email? Go to markromanempire.com. Click census. Oh, boy. I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to miss this. But I look, I got to buckle down. Got some stuff to do. 
Uh, got to talk to the motorcycle gang. Apparently that you, you just heard drive by my apartment. <laughs> uh, hopefully the construction that's been going on downstairs uh, didn't uh, bleed into this episode too much in the uh, intro and the outro. Anyway, yeah, I just got to uh, build out a couple different uh, sectors of the emperor. That's really fake, Mark. Yeah, you know what? I don't, I'm not proud of the, uh, the things that I got to do. I mean, there's not, I sleep well at night. It's just, it's not exciting stuff. You know, it's stuff that I have a passing familiarity with. Um, it's just some basic financial health stuff as well. So just, yeah, I just got to do that. Buckle down on that, um, set a few things up, and then I can uh, jump back in the saddle here. Like the man with no name, Clint Eastwood. Um, we'll do it. And it's going to be sometime here in September. Ideally, I like to say early September, like right after Labor Day, right before Labor Day. Uh, it might, we might turn out being the middle of September. But you know what? I think, I think we're all accustomed now to the things that we love and adore having this, you know, take a mulligan for a season or a year or what have you. All right. I'm just asking for a few weeks, maybe a month. Okay. It's going to be good. Catch up on those past episodes. And until next month, it takes a busker. Remember our fallen buskers, Clownolin Monroe, Prince St. Paul, Christopher Dennis, and Alexander Desser, Black Lives Matter, Free Hong Kong, No Fear, Hero Tears.